Welcome. I'm Susan Grace, and this is Be the Evidence. We are at the full moon lunar eclipse in Cancer. So the moon is in is at 20 degrees Cancer, opposing Sun and Mercury at 20 degrees Capricorn, and those are conjuncting Saturn crossing Pluto at 22 degrees Capricorn. At the same time, North Node in Cancer is at 8 degrees. South Node in Capricorn is at 8 degrees with Jupiter conjuncting the South Node um, in that first deacon of Capricorn. This is a tricky eclipse. First of all, it's historic. So if you've been following me for a while or if you've been in one-on-one readings with me, you've heard me say this before, but I'll go ahead and, and repeat it here in the context of explaining this particular eclipse. The last time just Pluto was in Capricorn was when the U.S. had the Boston Tea Party and signed the Declaration of Independence. Saturn plus Pluto was the Renaissance, and Saturn plus Pluto plus Jupiter goes back to the 13th century when we were in the Dark Ages. Not that we're going back to the Dark Ages, but it's been, you know, hundreds of years since we were in this spot. All of it is... um, collectively revolutionary or has massive impact. Um, it, it is affecting the way uh, we structure the society that we live in, <clears throat> the world that we live in, our place within the world. It's really big. This, the, the eclipse happening in the third deacon or the, the, the third set of 10 degrees within the sign is what that means. That means that this eclipse is speaking to the collective trying to emerge out from under um, dominance, suppression, old rules, old expectations, old institutions, old structures that have kept us small and um, dependent and had our humanity snuffed out to a large degree. The nodes in the first deacon make it feel personal at the same time. So the effect that I think that this is happening and what I'm witnessing people go through in my clients is that there's like an unspoken feeling of being up against insurmountable odds. It feels like massive change is having to happen in our individual lives but we will look at the world around us and we're not sure that we're going to make it. We're not sure that we can make that big of a leap. We're not sure we can go against the grain. We're not sure we can go a new way without having permission from something outside of us. It's a lot. And because it involves cancer, it makes us feel super vulnerable. And I've been trying to tell people along the way, as we've been walking towards this time is that it's important to not deny our vulnerability to be brave in our vulnerability, to to know that we are completely exposed to an unknown where we don't know exactly how things are going to land. When we're doing, um, when we're going our own way, uh, in a way that we don't have an example of, it hasn't necessarily been done before. So if you're redefining relationships, if you decide you want to live in a completely part of the uh, another side of the country, if you are going to hold your own self-worth without the uh, permission and votes of other people, if you're, you're going to finally decide for yourself where your boundaries are, I mean, wherever it's happening for you, and it depends on where Capricorn and Cancer are happening within your chart, 
then you're going in a new, in a new direction that, that can feel overwhelming, really heavy. Uh, it can feel karmic because Pluto's involved. It can feel like you are breaking the chains of something that's much bigger than you. And it, if, if past lives is part of your belief system, it can feel like you are course correcting the direction of many lives, not just this one. That there's been an old story that you're either yourself in this incarnation, if, if past lives is not part of your, of your belief system, or the direction of your entire soul, breaking free of it, an old story of how things should be and how life is supposed to go and how things are going to land, the stories of how you have a price to pay for karma, it's always going to be chasing you down, or you have to life is going to be really hard and you're going to have to prove your worth before you can receive anything that's beneficial to you. Whatever the old story of suppression is for you is trying to break. And that's hard for people, really hard for people, because we have a habit as humans of identifying through our stories. And a lot of times our stories involve deep trauma that we become fixated on, that our suffering is part of our identity. And it doesn't need to be. That we can heal in real time, that we can break the pattern, that we can decide we are not going to live in stories anymore. We're going to live in real time. We're going to react to the world around us without distress by believing in ourselves and knowing that we can pivot in reaction to a changing world and the world is changing rapidly right before our eyes, that we can go into an unfolding unknown on our own side and constantly be taking very, very good care of ourselves. I've been telling people who are members of BeTheEvidence.Live that this is a time of excessive self-care. And that, that looks like, first of all, self-mercy. Have mercy on yourself. Stop beating yourself up all the time. Slow down and be with yourself. And it's just as simple as saying, hey, you okay? What do you need? What do you need? And a lot of people are saying, I have no idea what I need. And so then you start there. You start there and you're very kind to yourself and you say, well, that's interesting. We must not have had to ask that question a very long time if you don't know what you need. And so you start small. Start small with, I need to shut out the noise or I need to eat. I haven't eaten all day. <laughs> that's my habit. I look up and I haven't eaten all day. And it's an act of self-kindness to go, stop what you're doing right now. This isn't good for you. It's, I need water, I need rest, I need connection. I need to go for a walk, I need the sun. Start, starting really small. And starting small without, without asking anybody else, is this okay? Without pushing through and saying, you don't need that, you're fine. Is what do you need? What do you need? And it's there that we contribute to the liberation of the world. So when first deacon and third deacon are both engaged in this, in this eclipse, in the energy that we're in, it's too much to expect that you can go out into the world as an individual and end the suffering for all people, or that you personally, by yourself, can dismantle all systems of suppression. It's too much. We can recognize it. We can shift our own valuable uh, our own values and our own uh, sense of what's important about life in reaction to what's happening in the collective 
and then we change our individual lives. We come back to self-care, we come back to self-mercy, we come back home to ourselves, and we start rebuilding the structure of our lives based on what's important to us. So there's a lot of messages out there that material things are important, that being the winner is important, that titles are important, um, that you know, whatever, the best table in the restaurant is important or whatever the hell. And, and it's not, it's just not. What's important is that we heal. That we heal how we've hurt ourselves, that we heal how we've hurt each other, that we rebuild the connections we have to one another. Because if we don't do that, then the trauma that we carry inside of ourselves or the unhealed distress that we carry, it keeps propagating into how we connect to one another. And then it has an effect on how we treat the, the, the literal world that we live in, the earth, how we treat the environment, how we treat the land, how we treat indigenous people, how we treat the concept of governance, how we treat basic human rights, we have to heal what's inside of us first so that we can connect better to each other. That's that first deacon, third deacon. If you're feeling overwhelmed with, this is too big, I cannot, I can't tackle it all. I don't know if I'm going to make it to the other side. Then you need to slow down. You need to slow down and be with yourself in quiet moments and give yourself a lot of self-mercy. There was a time when I couldn't sit with myself. I couldn't. I couldn't face myself. I had too much shame, too much guilt, too much sorrow. I just couldn't face myself. I would rather keep going through life, suffering and shadow boxing, than face myself and meet myself where I was in the bottom of a very cold, dark well. It took a lot for me to decide that I was going to be on my own side. And that sounds so counterintuitive now. Of course you would be on your own side, but it's not, it's not easy. If you've been through trauma, if you've been through chaos, if you've been in toxic relationships, if you've been through a toxic relationship with yourself, that you've put yourself through a lot of self-harm and escaping through, through methods that are hurting you, it's really hard to sit with yourself. And so you start there. You start right there. This is hard. The way that you can tell that you've got messages in your head that don't belong to you, they've come from patriarchy or false belief systems or unconscious abusive parents toxic relationships, commercials, I mean, <laughs> whatever, the way that you know that the messages you have in your head that's stopping you from being with yourself and giving yourself excessive self-care and making your healing a priority so that you can make better decisions for your life and your relationships and your placement in the world, the way that you know that those don't belong to you is if it's mean, it doesn't come from your highest self, ever. Your highest self would never be mean to you, ever. I talk about this a lot with clients that 
your highest self is always thinking well of you. Even when you're face planted on the floor, your highest self would hold you right there and say, this looks like a lovely place for a nap. And that's it. It wouldn't say, what the hell is the matter with you? So that, message, that messaging that we have in our heads, remember that during this eclipse, sun is at Mercury. And so it's, it's very rigid, harsh thinking. Capricorn can be harsh, is opposing moon and cancer. Moon and cancer is saying to that harsh message in your head, listen, that is not helpful. That is not healing. That is not kind. That does not feel safe anymore. It's trying to break it. And I don't think that can be broken in a, in a millisecond. I think it has to be torn apart piece by piece and say, no, that's not mine. No, that's not mine. Nope, that's not mine either. And, and, and really decide that you're going to dismantle all the messages that tell you you're not good enough. This is happening for everyone. Every, well, I mean, you know, I'm sure there are some people who are going about life not being self-reflective at all. And so that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people who are listening to things like this, astrology podcasts. <laughs> okay. But there's, there's, there's something going on for everyone where it's really hard to make a leap because we are not um, real strong in being on our own side and believing ourselves without asking for permission and without someone telling us what to do and how to do it. And they're going to give us, you know, a reward or an A if we do it perfectly. And if we don't, we're a failure. We're not real good at it yet. We're just starting out. We're just starting out and saying, this is something I have to rebuild. And everyone's going through it. Everyone. That's not to diminish any one person's suffering. I hope that it helps to know that this is what we're all going through collectively together. We are repairing our humanness. We're opening back up to our brave vulnerability and trying to be really strong in how we're exposed to an unknown that we cannot predict and we don't know how it's going to land. And anything that stops us from being safe, whole, and healthy in that unfolding unknown needs our direct attention. Right now, we have until May before the nodes switch signs. The north node is going to go into Gemini and south node into Sagittarius. And then it's going to change. It's going to start getting into how we'd have to trust our own thinking. But if we're going to trust our own thinking, now is the time to first being willing to be with ourselves, being willing to sit within our own exposed vulnerability and say, I am on my side no matter what, no matter how scared I feel, no matter how many times I might need to be course corrected, I am going to be on my side, my own side, no matter what. I am not going to leave me. I'm not going to leave me anymore. The ways that we have abandoned ourselves, it's hurtful. But it's time to come back home to ourselves and let that be forgiven. Forgive the ways that we've abandoned ourselves. Thanks for being here. I'm going to extend this podcast out to all 12 signs that will be available for the members at BeTheEvidence.Live. So head over there, register, and you can get that too. See you next week. Thank you.